Hello there. It's been a while. It has. This is our last episode of 2023, though, right? Right? We're not going to record again. I don't want to record. Do you want to record again? No. Holidays and stuff. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not do a New Year's Eve recording. I, I don't want that. I want vacation. Yeah. Don't we all? Isn't that what we all want all the time? Although it turns out I've been taking, I've been having to like burn vacation days. So mm-hmm. I have been taking like Mondays off. I <gasps> I cannot take Mondays off, dude. I am so busy. So like anytime I'm off work on Monday and I'm just laying on my couch, I'm like, I really should be working. I'm just laying there. I'm like, there's so much I should be doing. And that's my fucked up American brain. But did you also do the thing where you gave yourself four day work weeks for the like through the end of January? Because that's what I did. I've taken the past two Mondays off. Nice. Me too. Yeah. Look at us. We could have just kind of been- love it fucking around virtually with each other all day on Mondays. Hells yeah. Ain't got shit to do. Uh. So how was the drive there? You drove home for the Lay holidays, Liz holidays. Yeah, is about 11 hours the first day and six the second. No, absolutely not. I don't, I don't like that. I had a lot of Red Bull. Yeah. Dogs did good. Do you have to drug them to drive them like that or do they just deal? Wednesday, I have to give motion sick medicine because she'll throw up. Yeah, that's fair. But they just sleep. And sometimes I throw treats back at them and then they eat the treats and then go back to sleep. Nice. It's pretty easy. Well, that's good. Yeah. So what else is going on at home? I'm working and then keeping up on the neighborhood drama. Ooh, what's the tea? Okay, so my cousin's been feeding these ducks for years. Oh. So many ducks. They'll like walk around the neighborhood and stuff. Okay. The bayou's in the backyard. So he's been feeding these ducks and they're kind of a nuisance. Like they had to fence off their little patio because the ducks were coming and pooping on it. Well, the neighbor across the bayou has a swimming pool and called to complain, like, hey, stop feeding the ducks. They're going in my pool. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, what's the, who cares? Like, what's the deal? Doesn't affect them. Anyway, dad's telling me this. And he's like, oh, well, you know, he kind of, he stopped putting the food out for the ducks because he was buying like 100 pound bags feeding these ducks. And we went and walked around his backyard a little bit one morning when we were walking the dogs and they're... You know, there's just one duck in like a cage and they had a whole incubator thing set up and they were hatching eggs and all sorts of stuff. Huh. Anyway, later that day, a city inspector went over. Oh my God. Because someone across the bayou complained about the ducks. The city inspector is like, yeah, I heard like some stuff about these ducks and they're just like... Yeah, I mean, we even had to fence in our patio. They were, like, going on the patio. And Spectre's like, oh, wow, yeah, these ducks are so beautiful on the bayou. Like, we can't do anything about wildlife. And what's that duck doing there, like, in the cage? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's our pet duck. She's like, okay, that's just fine. Huh. No question. Like, oh, yeah, of course you have a pet duck. Who doesn't? Yeah. You know, just... A normal pet, like a dog or a cat or a duck. Why not? Yeah. But the best part is the person who, like, complained with the pool, the inspector's like, yeah, you know, we can't do anything about wildlife, but 
Huh, that pool's not fenced in. That's a city violation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's amazing, isn't it? That's karma, though. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to be a little bitch about ducks, it's going to come back on you. Like, you know, just (laughs) everyone just calm their stuff. Although, honestly, though, if I was, like, rich enough to have a pool... And, like, a bunch of ducks were, like, coming and shitting in it every day. I'd probably be mad, too, in their defense. I don't know if I'd call the city, but... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But it wouldn't have happened if there were a fence. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. That's fair. So... <laughs> lessons learned. <laughs> you know where lessons won't be learned? Where will lessons not be learned, Alice? Probably Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. If there are lessons to learn, they are not very useful or cool. But hey, here we are. Episode 108. Nailed it. That's Alice. Yeah. I love it. And that's Laura. Yeah, that's me. Um, And I think that forced toast is like the opposite of school. You should learn nothing. You should actually walk away dumber after listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kill off some brain cells. A little bit. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's December 15th, the holiday special. Ha ha. Oh, it is our holiday special. Cute. I know, right? Happy holidays. Happy Christmas, Life Day, New Year's, whatever, man. Happy yeah. all of it. Happy end of the year and stuff. Awesome. Well, speaking of killing brain cells, Alice, what are you drinking today? Can I guess it's your same old, same old? <laughs> or have you mixed it up because you're at home? You're not You're not at your other home. You're at a different home. So does that mean different drink? Oh, yes. You're never going to guess this one. <gasps> what is it? Is it Miller Lite? No, Coors Light. No. That's your drink. Coors Light. No, there's no alcohol. There's a tab. It is the Winter Spiced Cranberry Sprite. Oh. It's a holiday flavor. Yum. I love it. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. That sounds like one of those drinks that they would serve on airplanes and there would it would be the thing like you only drink it on an airplane. You would never buy that anywhere else. You would just be like, holy shit, I'm on an airplane. You know what I'm going to have? I'm going to have some cranberry Sprite. Winter Spiced Cranberry Sprite. Limited edition. Like Walmart already doesn't have it anymore. Oh, popular. Did all the yeah. airlines buy all the cases already? Do they have my idea before me? <laughs> It's the only way they can bring joy to this travel season that will probably be hellish. Oh my god, I cannot wait to watch um, everybody suffer from afar because I am not traveling for the holidays. So you guys should have all learned your lesson last year because last year was like the most horrendous travel season I think of all time. Because remember like Southwest had that whole meltdown that yeah. like the whole place just about like fell apart. So I will be happily staying here. My brother's actually traveling up here though, so that'll be fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to meet his new girlfriend. Ooh. I know. Is this the brother who lives in... This is one in Kansas City. My brother in San Diego, we got... We've met his girlfriend a bunch of times, and yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Because I was like, huh, I thought... Yeah. Okay, wow. I know. I'm excited. They're going to stay at a hotel, like, thankfully, because I'm like, four people, one bathroom, it's not ideal. So it works out really well, actually, that we're not going to actually have to, like, host this time. I like that very much. Because, yeah, we put up the Christmas tree a while back, and we put lights on it, and then we did nothing else. So it's not very Christmassy up in here. We just, like, have not gotten around to actually putting any ornaments or the star on. I, like, put the lights on. I set the timer, and I was like, I couldn't possibly do any (laughs) more. You should just make, like, kid stuff, you know, like the little angels out of coffee filters and 
like the construction paper chains. I'm not opposed to those things. But if we were to ever do like the popcorn decoration thing, you that's not getting hung up anywhere. That popcorn's getting eaten. So I couldn't attempt that. I'd be worried about like bugs eating it or something. I saw someone making like the popcorn garland in a TV show recently and I was just like, hmm. Is that a thing that we do? Gross. No, thanks. I like the idea of just tossing tinsel on a tree. Yeah. I don't like the idea of cleaning it up, but yeah. Right. Being the tosser for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you want to know what I'm drinking for happy hour today? I yes. didn't. I forgot. I got sidetracked. So I made a silly, fun cocktail that's kind of like a spritz, kind of like a Cosmo, and kind of like a French 75, but it's actually none of those things. Stay with Ooh. me. It is vodka, triple sec, homemade cranberry syrup. That's a whole story in itself. Fresh squeezed orange juice and then topped with Prosecco. It's delightful. Cocktail queen. I know. I was going to use gin, but I'm almost out of gin. So I was like, nah, vodka it is. And then I was like, well, yeah, now it's basically a Cosmo. So, but it's got bubbly on it. And did I tell you about this? How I bought that thing a while back where if you don't finish a bottle of champagne, you can recork it with this thing. And it like... It's got this what? holder. It like slides over the neck of the bottle and it holds the, the cork in place so it doesn't pop out and it keeps the champagne fresh. Totally works. <gasps> I bought it and I was like, I bet this won't work. It totally works. Wow. That's amazing. It's like a little cuisine art device I bought on Amazon. I remember it was kind of expensive. Like it was like 20 or 30 bucks. Like it was stupid. But I'm like, you know, sometimes you just want like a mimosa or you want to make a French 75 and top a cocktail, but you don't want to drink a whole bottle And I'm not about to go buy a little bottle of champagne. Like, go big or go home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But now I got my little little stopper thing. It's awesome. It's great. And it works. Who knew? That's amazing. Yeah, that's my story. I'm going to have to look up that one day. So we both, we have a theme. We both have some form of cranberry. We do. Did you know that if you try to make cranberry simple syrup at home, you're not supposed to let it boil for more than like a couple of minutes? Because when you let it boil... Like, cranberries have a fuck ton of, like, pectin in it, which when you're making cranberries for Thanksgiving, that's what makes it, like, jelly, makes it, like, gel up or whatever and get real thick. So I went to go make simple syrup, and what I made was, like, cranberry jam, essentially. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, so I just shook it up and put it in my cocktail anyway. Perfect. Yeah, it worked out. A jam, <laughs> a jam cocktail. <laughs> no, that is the thing that people do, actually. They'll take, like, an em- like an almost empty jar of, like, jelly, jam, whatever, or preserves, and fill it with gin or something, shake it up, and now you've got a flavored gin, and you've got, like, an infused gin. And it's supposedly it's really good. Huh. I saw people do it on TikTok. I haven't tried it yet because we don't buy a lot of jelly or eat a lot of jelly in this house, so, you know. And when we do, you know, like, then the butter, like, gets mixed in with the jelly, and you're like, well, now I've got, like, a butter jelly gin cocktail. That's weird. I don't know if I need that. I mean, people call wine buttery right? That's true. Yeah, you get like a buttery Chardonnay. We were talking about that actually in San Diego because my brother's like taking this beer brewing class and he's like, Uh did you know that that's like, he like explained like what the oakiness and the butteriness, like where it comes from like chemically in wine because he had to learn about it in his beer class. I was like, oh my God, you're so cool now that you're older. I love this for you. Weird. I know. It was interesting. I couldn't remember the exact details of it, but it was just interesting to see my brother actually like know some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Sick burn. (laughs) Uh, 
All right. Housekeeping. I don't think we have anything, although I did do a Jedi way with John and Kevin not too long ago. We just did like a news roundup because we hadn't done one, done an episode in a while. And that was our last one for the year. And we didn't even know it because I'm just like, I can't do anything else. I am exhausted. So sorry. Whoopsies. Always exhausted. Yeah. It's just the season, man. It's just an exhausting time of year. Fair. And we're halfway through the month as Mm -hmm. of right now. Huzzah! Yay! All right, Caravan of Correction. It is kind of a correction, more a finally Alice can stop talking about this and goofing it up every time she brings it up. (laughs) So I was talking about the Scottish slash Australian guy in phase two. I guess it was Cataclysm, it looks like, from your notes, and how he told really bad joke, and I can never remember what the bad joke was. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> the, the Jedi's name was Oren. Well, Laura took one for the team, and she went and found said joke. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for me to regale you with it? Please regale us from the joke, with the joke mm-hmm. from Star Wars Cataclysm. Phase two of the High Republic by Lydia King. I will not attempt the Scottish slash Australian accent. No, nor should you. Have you heard the one about the charhound that tried to work in a croissant bakery? He was fired. (laughs) You know how to make a good laugh. Okay, try to laugh without smiling. Oh. You look so stupid. Oh, that's mean. (laughs) I couldn't help it. Oh, I'm going to do that to every person I know now. (laughs) You say it's so funny. (laughs) Oh, I hope everyone listening in their car with people is like trying this right now and also just dying because that is really funny. Also, it's like impossible to do to not to try and do that and then not immediately laugh. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, this is our contribution. You just killed five brain cells, as promised. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck, okay. that's funny. 20 minutes in, here we are on to the news. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Slum Pickens, because no one knows what the fuck is going on. We got an update on Kylo Ren. Of all characters, I was shooketh. Flabbergasted, one might say, of hearing Adam Driver bring up his character from the Star Wars series, because Adam Driver, I don't think, likes to talk about Star Wars, which is fair. And he was on some random show. I had, like, Googled this guy's name, because I'm like, who the hell is this person? And, like, what channel is this show even on? Like, I was just, I guess he, like, started as, like, a sports guy and still is a sports guy but he started as a journalist and now he's just got this like what talk show i don't know were they talking about sports who the fuck knows i'm not watching that so i don't know maybe they're neighbors you know sports do you know the sports i have no idea who rich eisen is um maybe they're neighbors or something yeah maybe they're like drinking buddies or they go hunting together i don't know but also it's been four years so maybe he's kind of over it now yeah or maybe like some nda lifted and they're just like yeah you can talk about the making of now and he was like, oh, yes, now it's my turn. Like, what if Adam Driver actually loves Star Wars and he's just been wanting to talk about it this whole time and he couldn't because it's NDA. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, 
I was laughing without smiling again. <laughs> I can't help it. It's oh, so that funny. was so good. Um, yeah, so this article, uh, it says Kylo Ren's original Star Wars arc got overhauled. He was supposed to be the most committed to the dark side by the end. What? Yeah. Okay. It was supposed to be the opposite of Vader, apparently, where Vader started off strong and then kind of got vulnerable and sad and then turned to the good side and Kylo Ren was supposed to be the opposite he was supposed to be like fully committed by the last movie and then by the last movie they were like no don't do that he probably would have died better died better if he had stayed bad like it would have just been um oh it would have been a not Star Wars death you're right it would have been like a not just uh, right how everybody just dies they just kind of it's like his last word was like yeah like climbing out yeah Mm. I don't know. But the weird thing is, he's like, yeah, JJ told me what he wanted to do with the character and what he was thinking. And I'm like, but when JJ did the first movie, he didn't know he would be doing any other movies. So did he just write general notes and say, hey, guys, here's the outline. We're passing it off. Ta-da. And then they like did not give that outline to Ryan Johnson or they did. And it like ran to it went to like his junk mail, his spam box. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I missed that. He's going to be kind of leaning towards the good side a little bit by the end of it. I don't know. But yeah, no, no, no. And I guess, yeah, the whole pairing up kind of of Ray and Kylo Ren kind of sounds like that also was not part of it. None of that was part of the plan, and all of that just kind of happened. I'm like, this is again why. <laughs> I'm like, they had a plan. I think somebody uh, somebody in the room had a plan, and they sent an email, and it went to everyone's junk, and so there actually was no plan on this $4 billion purchase that they made. Whoopsies. Well, also, it kind of, like, sucks for him, because he's like, when I signed up, there was never any way that Ben Solo was going to happen or show up. So I'm like, did everyone just get kind of screwed over? I mean, they're yeah, like, yeah, we signed up for this, that, and the other. And then it's like, oh, nope. I mean, that's also, it's also really interesting to think about, like, if, if he had known that there was going to be a redemption arc at the end and he was going to, like, evolve into Ben Solo, like, would he have said no to the role? Would he have been like, yeah, no pass. That's, like, that's dumb. That's boring. Mm-hmm. Also, how do you put the child of Leia and Han Solo in a Star Wars movie and just decide like, no, he's going to be bad from the get go. There's going to be no redemption. We're not ever going to see Ben. Like, how do you, how would you ever think that that's a good idea? I, that, I just, that, that, that just seems like a terrible idea to me. Like go bad with a different character, but like the child of those two legacy characters. I'm like, that just, how could you not do a redemption arc for that character? None of it makes sense. And then it brought up how they originally trying to make, ray related to obi-wan somehow yeah and then how they weren't sure if she was going to be related to palpatine even while filming yeah which we knew that they were making changes to the script while they were filming but i'm like that's a big plot point that's a big story point and you didn't know when the cameras were already rolling and people were in their costumes and they were on the set on location and you still didn't know what the like what oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah, so um, weird timing. Mm-hmm. Weird to just hear him talk about Star Wars in general. 
Um, but evidently, Ferrari will be in theaters this Christmas. Yeah, I saw a preview for it last weekend when I went and saw the Priscilla movie. And I was like, maybe three quarters of the way through the preview. And I was like, is that Adam Driver? I like turned to my friend. I was like, holy shit. Like, that doesn't even like look like him. So much makeup, prosthetics, whatever the hell they put on it. But then when he started talking, oh, I was weird. like, holy shit. It's wild. Also, the movie looks terrible. But I also like hate car movies. I have no interest in ever watching any movie about cars. Like, who cares? But yeah, to each their own. This whole thing was really interesting. And I'm glad that he's making the rounds and in the news a little bit because I feel like we go these really long periods without ever hearing anything about Adam Driver. And then he pops up and he's like, I'm going to be in this massive like Oscar bait movie. And then we get to see him on SNL and shit. And that's always a privilege. Surprise. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you remember me? And we're all like, oh, yeah. That guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Next up, we've got some little Ahsoka trinklings. What's the word I'm looking for? Tidbits? I don't Trickles. know. Trickles. Tr- tr- um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you're going for. Mm. Anyway, I just called this one best friends. She my best friend. She a real bad bitch. She Got her own car. She don't need no lift. Is that my bestie in a tussie? Uh uh, this is about, and I hadn't heard this portmanteau before because, well, I'm not on the social media anymore, but this is about Shabine. Or Wolfren. I like Shabine. I also like Shabine. I also had not heard this one before, which is weird because I was actively on social media during the Ahsoka craze, so I, I don't know. I miss this one. To each their own, shippers have at it. They did have some kind of like cute, weird chemistry on, in a couple of scenes in the show. So I get it. I can see it. I see it. I loved it. Yeah. I'm going to say the name right real quick. We are talking about Natasha Lou Bordizzo. You got it. Everyone clap. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and Ivana Sakno. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And their friendship, because they're best friends, and they made friendship bracelets that say a Shabin. Aw, that's cute. I know. And they got really close when they were doing practice fighting together. And evidently, Natasha is a Taekwondo black belt. Oh. She's been doing martial arts since she was eight. Good for her. She's pretty much a legit ninja. Kind of too bad that we didn't get to really see much of that. Like, I guess we I we saw a little bit of like her her dueling but with the saber but that's different than taekwondo like it would have been cool to like see some of that come out a little bit more maybe maybe it does and i'm not remembering i don't know i didn't rewatch the ahsoka show yet and i would like to do that at some point but eh, who has time yeah and ivana was like a gymnast so she was doing like acrobatics cool or something and they do all of that training and they really like you don't actually get to see them do much yeah which is a bummer but it was cute it was just a cute article there's some fun pictures obviously the instagram things because they're allowed to post now yay but just some like behind the scenes fight stuff there's some videos too from the instagrams and yeah this is fun this is there's they bring him on Fondi into it uh, eventually and refer <laughs> To piss off all of the shippers, uh, refer to him. Bordizzo found Ren's playful and witty sibling bond with Ezra Bridger. That's <laughs> what they reference in the article. Sorry, shippers. I don't see it. I don't see it. So I'm fine with the sibling dynamic works for me, but that's going to piss some people off, which is fine. I'm fine with it, but I never imagined it. Yeah. In my brain before this, I was always like, oh, yeah, he like, you know. Yeah. No, I knew that this was a thing that lots of people shipped them. And never at any point while I was watching Rebels did I ever pick up on it, except for like the first time they ever meet where he's like, hey, 
girl like there's a there's a female right there like it's like the first time he's ever seen a woman ever or a girl but that, <laughs> after that it's like it never comes back so I don't I don't after it kind of just feels very sibling for me after that but that's just me I don't know teach their own again with shipping I get it people don't always agree with my ship so it's fine do your thing have your thing I was just surprised by the sibling like because it just gave off vibes of someone really like someone in a special tingle jingle way tingle jingle way mm-hmm. Ezra's tingle jingle I would like Shabin to be BFFs in alleged season two yeah I wonder if maybe they just like had a couple of those cute like kind of looks and stuff between them in the Ahsoka show just because they had good chemistry in real life and they were just like I don't know let's try to like fit some more scenes in which is the two of them or just like I don't know little thing in which they still didn't really do much but that yeah. would be there's an opportunity there in season two for sure because they're both stranded out there at Paradia, so there's a chance. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be like a girls' night summer party. Hmm. Hmm. It's gonna be beautiful. They're gonna be pillow fights. I mean lightsaber fights. Mm-hmm. I mean lightsaber pillow. You know how you can make a lightsaber out of a pillow? And it'll be like in Greece too, where they'll wear silky pajamas. Have their hair in like rollers and ties and stuff and sing songs. And make fun of the virgin in the room, whichever one of them that is. Keep those filthy paws off my silky silky drawers. drawers. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, I love it. Grease. I love them. So yeah, good for them. Hopefully they get to... uh, when they get back to filming, they get to like hang out more and make cool videos and post them and it'll be silly and fun because there won't be a strike. So that would be great. If there's not a strike, that would be awesome the next time they're filming Ahsoka. Yeah. Hey, studios, let's avoid that next time. Thanks. Yeah. Stop being greedy dicks. Just pay people. It's not that hard. I was about to do the laugh again. <laughs> But the temptation was there and will continue to be there for the duration of this episode. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. All right. uh, Another little Ahsoka trickle down. A little Hayden Christensen chit chat about how it was to be clone era's Anakin, a new thing for him, and how excited he is about Star Wars and wants to keep doing lightsaber stuff. That's pretty much it. Well, he's welcome to as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was cool having him, but I can also totally see how they'd be like, no, no, pull back. We kind of resolved their shit in season one. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him in season two. I'd be sad, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. I mean, I just, I thought Clone Wars armor era was so cool. It was really cool. I thought all of that was cool, too. I know for some people it just wasn't for them, and that's fine, but I'm I'm looking forward to actually sitting and listening to this interview that he did with Dagobah Dispatch. That's the Entertainment Weekly Star Wars podcast, and they always have great interviews, usually at the very end of their shows, so... I will look forward to watching that, but Star Wars Newsnet breaks the whole thing down, so we'll have the link to that in our show notes. Oh, by the way, did you did you see the like video of Hayden and Ariana Greenblatt rehearsing? They weren't like in their proper uniforms or their costumes yet. They were like just rehearsing behind the scenes. There's a great video going around, or it was going around last week or two weeks ago. So I'll link to that in our show notes too, because it was really, it was really cool to watch. Like whoever was filming it was doing like a really Mm -hmm. cool job of kind of moving around the room to capture all the choreography in a cool way. So yeah, props to that, whoever captured that. Ooh, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it was all over my Twitter a while back. So I'll send you the link. And kind of the end quote of this article recap is, 
Any chance I get to swing a lightsaber is an awesome opportunity. And when I was reading the script for the first time, I was like a giddy little boy, like, oh, I'm going to get to do all this awesome action. And I couldn't sit down because he was so excited. That's but, uh, so cute to picture him like reading the mm-hmm. like him reading the script and just being like, oh my god, I get to do that! Like, whoa, I love it. Yeah. Next up, a shit post rumor that has already been debunked. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been official on either end of it by any means. There have just been sources that have said this is happening, and then other sources more recently have been like, no, it's not. But the piece of information we're talking about is, of course, The Mandalorian season four. This rumor of it becoming a movie instead of being a season four of the show or being a series has kind of come and gone a couple of times. This came up, I don't know, a year ago or something maybe, and then fizzled out and then came back again maybe a month ago. And then even since then, there have been other sources that have said that, no, it's going to remain a series that may have been like an option that was in discussion during the strike when they were trying to like work around things. But apparently the possibility of The Mandalorian season four being a movie is old news. Like that's old information that is now not officially happening anymore. I hate that idea. Yeah, I do too. I hate it. I mean, there was like, I think that it also had something to do with the potential of like Ahsoka being absorbed into that since it hasn't been, there hasn't been a season two like officially announced. Like it's going to have a season two, you guys. It's just like not mm-hmm. official in writing for all of us to know yet. I'm sure it's official somewhere at Lucasfilm, just not to us yet. I don't know. I think also with like the Rangers of the Republic stuff going away, there were some plot points from that that were absorbed into the Mandalorian season three. And yeah, I feel like they've have hopefully learned a lesson. It'd be like, stick with, stick with your one thing, stick with your people throughout the show. Like don't go Mm -hmm. down a Mandalorian pipeline when you're trying to do book of Boba Fett. Like let's just not. I think going from TV to movie is very dicey. Yeah. Going movie to TV is not because you just have to watch one thing, right? To know what's up. Yeah. I guess that's true. TV to movie. Ooh. Are you talking about like general audience? Yeah. Like, they're not going to sit and watch nine hours of a TV show so that they can go see a movie. Right. They're just going to go see the movie and be like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) It would be a very poor decision. So let's hope nothing dumb like that happens. Okay. Last up in the news, a kind of update, I guess. The only TV show left, the only thing that could potentially come out early next year. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about, um, on the Jedi Way, we were talking about the, like, five or six Star Wars projects that could potentially come out in 2024 and doing like a ranking. And they, Kevin and John both mentioned this. I completely forgot to mention this because I completely forgot that we were getting a Bad Batch 3. Like it has just been so far out of my mind. It has not been talked about like anywhere on Twitter or anywhere really in the news. I'm just like, where are they with this show? So tell me, Alice, where are they with this show? (laughs) Well, evidently they did the final mix session for season three. Oh, I don't know what mix session exactly means, but I think that means it's pretty much almost done. Yeah, sounds right. Maybe that would be the last thing that happens. Good question. We don't know anything about making an animated show, so who the hell knows? But that sounds promising just on the surface to me. Yeah, and there was a picture of like a crew gift in June, and usually those are given out when production has wrapped. That tracks. So now the sign the sign mixing, what? The sound mixing stuff's done. 
It could be nearly ready. That could be cool. I wasn't as big a fan of season two of this Mm-mm. show, but if they have an if they have an end goal that they're working towards with season three, which I assume they are since they knew it was going to be their last season, I think. Yeah. I assume that there will be something kind of driving the season along, which is what I felt like season two was missing. Season one, it was like, protect Omega from all the people yeah. tr- trying to get her. Season two is just like, adventure of the week. Stuff happens. Uh, there's not really anything, no driving force behind it. And then, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to season three. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. Hopefully it's structured. Yeah, I think Andor has been, I don't know if it's confirmed or if it's just rumored to be 2025, but like, we'll have Skeleton Crew, but last I heard that rumor is that it's going to be late 2024 for that. Mm -hmm. The Acolyte, I don't think we have any idea when that's, is that supposed to be 2024? I think that also rumoredly, what's the word? Rumoredly. (laughs) Rumoredly, I like rumoredly. (laughs) Okay, it's a word. Rumoredly got pushed to 2025 as well. Yeah, that tracks. Mandalorian season four like hasn't started filming yet, so I can't imagine that that would be coming out in 24. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna be in a drought. Yeah. Um, one of the things that John and Kevin brought up in Jedi Way was the possibility of a season two of Tales of the Jedi, but I'm like, that's another thing that there's just been like radio silence on. I'm like, I don't think we have had any clue whether or not something is happening or not. And I feel like Dave Filoni made it very clear. Like, this is like, these are just kind of random ideas that I played with as I have, t- as I had time. I'm like, the man's not going to have any time now. I- and I-, I I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to, yeah. if that's going to come to fruition in 2024 either. Although I'd be happy if it did. Wasn't he promoted or something? Yeah. Yeah. Recently he got some new title added to his existing high up title where Mm -hmm. he's going to be more involved in like the development phase of stuff like instead of coming in later when like a script is already a project is already developed he's going to come in towards the beginning and like help develop it which i'm like i don't know how i feel about that i'm like can you please just keep your paws off the high republic that's all i ask just leave it alone they're doing great the way they are and i kind of just don't want anybody else playing in the sandbox yeah yeah we'll see but it's really like drought like for the first time in a long while. Yeah. Even the books are like slim pickings. I know. I'm like we're going to we're going to talk about Shadows of Starlight next, which is exciting, but yeah, we're kind of that comic is like once a month. <laughs> is the is the regular High Republic series is that also once a month? Yeah. I can never remember. Okay. Yeah. So there's probably another issue of that out, right? No, it comes out on the 20th. Oh, good the God. second issue. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was like, wait a minute, I should have this too, because it was early in the month. It was like November 8th or something when everything else came out. But no, it must have gotten pushed. I keep getting notifications from Amazon that the dates keep changing. I don't pay attention, so I'm like, of course they do. Yeah. I'll just let it be a surprise. Exactly. I'm not going to like wake up Christmas morning, the day that the High Republic comic's supposed to come out, expecting it. I'm just going to sit by and wait till Alice tells me that there's a new one out. Oh, the Echo screeners went out to press today for Marvel's Echo. Don't know what that is. Yeah, I, sorry. I just got distracted because I went to my Gmail so I could find our listener email that we get to talk about today. Oh, yeah. And I okay. got distracted. Anyway. Do we want to just power through? Up to you. I could just power through if you want to do that. Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay. No break today. Screw it. Ah, uh, nah, nah, nah. Recap on tap. Um, as we just mentioned, Shadows of Starlight issue three of four is out now. It came out this month sometime. <laughs> um, <laughs> what date? I have no idea, but you can find it. And yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, this is the series <laughs> set between uh, the fall of Starlight and phase three starting. The issue focuses on Bell Zedifar and his journey. He's got, he like really grew up. He's got cool hair and like cool facial hair. Well, he's got cool hair for a little bit, and then he doesn't. Oh, yeah, then he shaves it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was f- fine. Yeah, not my favorite, but I also have like a thing right now with Belle and Burry because I thought they were distracting in Eye of Darkness. <laughs> and I'm like, they just did not need to be in it. I just didn't. So I have, I, I'm in a weird place with them right now. I really loved them in phase one, but phase two, I'm a little bit like, ah, just get back to like the good stuff, man. Yeah, like, come on. Chillax. So this comic, it kind of has two separate parts to it. And one of them is right before and right after the um the tales of light and life story about Buriaga's rescue and then in the corner of one of the panels it's like <laughs> to learn more go read the short story in tales of light and life and i'm like uh okay okay wait so did you read that story though have yeah. you read it yeah okay so when i was like starting this comic i was like You've got to be joking. Is this going to be the same story just in comic form? Like, that's so stupid. And then I, I like, as I was thinking that, I got to that page and I was like, oh, no, they're just, yeah. here they are. They're telling you to, to go do your thing. Yeah. And to those people who don't, it is a good story. Like, the, the Buriaga Bell Zetafar story in that book is, I think, delightful. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth a read. Yeah. And I say that as someone who's irritated with the two characters right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a sweet story, but it's, it's so, in the comic, it's so disjointed because it's like, hey, I want to go find him. And then there's a boat and then he's like, beam me up, Scotty. And then Buriakis there. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, this is really confusing. I know. I, <laughs> I like scroll back to, I was like, did I skip a part? And it's like, no, that's yeah. just how this is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. And then I got distracted from the, to read more, like get the other book. And I was like, okay. It's a little tacky. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And then it hops to them getting back on Coruscant and kind of what transpires kind of very shortly before phase three starts so it's them and the jedi grandmaster who is at the beginning of eye of darkness and just kind of the beginning of their journey so something that it was a story that they retold like oh yeah this is what happened and how it happened we're seeing that story and i think the next issue is going to be all about bell too oh really doesn't it say like <laughs> Like, next up, we continue Bill's story. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me go to the last page. Oh, yeah. Spoilers for this comic, by the way. There's not really much to spoil, but especially if you've read Eye of Darkness, but we're going to... Fair warning. All right. To be concluded in Shadows of Starlight, number four. And yeah, I guess it does kind of seem like it's going to be more about Burry and Bell, which like... I don't know. I'm not sure about this series so far. Obviously, I was like head over heels for the Avar Elzar story, but the kind of rest of them have just been like, 
they're fine. It's not as exciting as I thought it would be. I wanted to have more follow-up with Yoda and the scary guy. The first issue, right? Like, when do we yeah. get that story? Because they're hinting at it here. They kind of hint at it in that first issue of Shadows of Starlight. They hint at it a little bit. Um, or there's more of it, actually, in Eye of Darkness, because I'm re-listening to it again, and I just passed through that part. Yeah, they hint at it because they, they talk about him going on a mission or something. And there's, like, a weird thing between that guy and Elzar. There's, like, a weird kind of connection between the two. Like, where before Elzar even meets him, he's like, there's something, like, familiar about this guy and i'm like dude what like what does that mean it's whatever weird dark side pull shit yeah because i can't like i need to go read the last few pages of the very very first book light of the jedi yeah god i love that book because i need to reread that whole like ah everyone's dead (laughs) good times and is that the book where elzar has like a a breakdown at the end I can't remember. Maybe that's a different book. He's like he gets the nosebleed or whatever at the party. Yeah, yeah. It's like the like a loser. <laughs> epilogue. He just gets a nosebleed and then like sees everyone die and screams and passes out or something. Yeah, good times. Yeah, great oldies. I don't want to read that. I don't want to go back and read that. That makes me sad. That's gonna make me start thinking about bad things, and I don't want to think about that. There are gonna be bad things a coming. Let me tell ya. There are. Without question, there are. I want more of the books. Uh. Back to this comic that we're supposed to be talking about. I really like the part at the beginning with Elzar, because I love Elzar, where him and Belle are talking, and Belle makes this comment where he kind of, like, calls him out. He calls um Elzar out. <laughs> Let's see. If it were Avar, Chris, you'd keep looking. Because he Elzar is like, dude, Buryok is dead. Like, stop it. Like, yeah. calm yourself. And Belle's that afar is just like, if Avar were missing, you would definitely be looking for her. And Elzar's like, yeah, um, actually, fair. that's probably fair. Mm-hmm. Let me see. What else? He says something else that's like kind of a dick thing to say to him. He's like, well, you lost so-and-so and so-and-so. So. Uh, oh, here we go. I won't call you out for your choices, and I hope you'll do me the same courtesy. I'm like, damn, man. Like. <laughs> sick burn my friend I feel like he was hinting a little bit at the Avar Elzar stuff which I just am so in love with anyway but yeah this this comic it starts out with with the two of them talking right after the fall of Starlight and it does the same thing that the rest of the comics do where it jumps to like two months after the fall of Starlight then four months then six months and I think it kind of it start it doesn't get all the way to catch up to Eye of Darkness, which starts like a year after Starlight falls. Um, but it, it's kind of approaching that time. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say maybe we the closest we get is like six or nine months. Yeah, but it, it ends how this issue ends with the capture of Vetter, Veter, Pratri. Yeah, Pratri Veter. Whatever directly links to how Eye of Darkness kicks off. So Yeah. Close enough. It was interesting because I as most of you know, I'm very much an audiobook person. I don't do a ton of reading. So I've only ever heard Admiral Cronara performed by, excuse me, um, Mark Thompson. And I always thought that that person was a woman, <laughs> a female person. So while I was reading this comic and I saw Admiral Cronara, you actually see him in this comic. I was like, oh, that's a dude. Okay. Um, also, we do get to see Vice, Vice, whatever her name is, I think. Or no, Shrike. 
it's Melia Shrike from Eye of Darkness. You see her mm-hmm. in this comic, which I did not know at all what to expect in terms of what she would look like. And I was, so I was kind of surprised. I was like, who is, who is this person? I'm not actually sure what she is. I don't know if she's like. Yeah, she, I wasn't sure either. But she's kind of cool looking. She's got a, like real long hair and like big blue armor. Yeah. She's cool. She's hip. You know. Yeah, and Belisadafar's got cool hair at the beginning, and then before he goes on the mission with the Republic task force or whatever, he, like, chops his hair off, and I don't care for this look. And shaves his face. Yeah, I liked him better with the long hair, and I loved the, like, facial hair on him. Now he just looks like a baby again. Yeah, but really, not that much happens in this issue. No, Briaga is, like... Belle is sad and Belle is mad and that makes me sad. And people are like, don't be sad. He'll be fine. And then he's fine. Belle's just fine. Feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, Pratri Vitor is pretty badass, though, at the end of this comic. So he does like, what is it? Unarmed force combat. It's like pretty badass. And he's got this like mane of flowing, long, beautiful locks of hair. So it's pretty dope. Yeah badass yeah but yeah we don't really see how it ends in terms of him getting like actually captured i mean kind of we'll see where it actually picks up with the the fourth issue if we like it'd be nice if we kind of catch up with everybody if we kind of go back and like the three issues that we got if we kind of cover a little bit of something from each of those mm-hmm. but who the hell knows if, what's in the cards with that i don't know yeah i love the high republic man i just wish there was more of it and i didn't have to wait like six weeks or whatever in between each comic damn i just want more books yeah also like, that. give me the books yeah give them Get- give them because i don't think we have give it more until march just give it just give it to me now please yeah. give it please give it. Uh, can i have it give it. okay all right next up emails and stuff we got a we got the email like early November and then forgot to check our email, but it was a really nice email and there were really interesting things in it. Yeah, we suck. Okay, so this email is from listener Allison um, and it she had like amazing points to send to us and then we had more back and forth. So there are more cool points to talk about, <laughs> but I want to cover some of them because this email was like amazing and she does acknowledge she's like, these this is like comments from your past few episodes. Sorry, I have ADHD. And I'm like, yeah. Clearly we do too because it took us a thousand years to answer this email because we suck. Yeah. Um, so let's go back, rewind a little bit, if you will, to when we were talking about the show Ahsoka and we were talking about Hera. Um, the topic came up of the actress playing Alphaba in Wicked, if you recall, Alice. Do you recall? Yeah. Vaguely? Yes. No, I, I recall. <laughs> yes. We were talking about her needing to get painted green every night. Um, and so... In this email from Allison, she mentions it's not just getting painted green every night. Apparently, any actress that plays Alphaba, including any understudy in standby, needs to have their nails painted a shade of dark green. I came across an Instagram post of one of the understudies getting her nails painted non-green shade after she left the show, and she was very happy to have a different color. That's a really cool detail. Well done, Broadway. Yeah. That's just impeccable details, because I guess you would notice. You'd be like, hey... That person's green, but guess what's not? I feel like you'd almost be able to see it from like the front row. Yeah. I don't know. I have, I hadn't thought about it. I wonder what shade of green. Yeah, I know. The dark green actually makes sense, though. That's cool. But yeah, that would be annoying to have to like 
go to your day job when you're an understudy on Broadway and just be like, yeah, it's not mold. Yeah, it's normal. I kind of, I promise. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for sharing that, Allison. Um, another point that she makes, because uh, we had mentioned that I, I think I had mentioned, I cannot tell the difference between phase one and phase two clone armor. People were making the distinction when we were talking about the Clone Wars episode of Ahsoka. And she says that the quickest way to tell is by the helmet. Phase one has the fin on the top and phase two got rid of the fin and it looks closer to Stormtrooper armor. That is the main way that she tells the difference, which that's a great tip. Pro tip. Amazing. Love it. Didn't know. Now I'll recognize it. Now I'll never not recognize it. I'll never not be paying attention to that because she brought that up. So thanks, Allison. Jeez. It's such an easy way to remember, too. I know. It's great. I appreciate it. Finn first. Exactly. Alliteration. Not Finn as in the end in French. Finn for first. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so then we were talking about Cad Bane in the Book of Boba Fett at some point. I'm sure he came up in relation to Thrawn. And Allison shared a theory that she has about Cad Bane, Thrawn, Book of Boba Fett, why Cad Bane showed up in Book of Boba Fett. So, her theory. It was a screen test for how a character with blue skin and red eyes would appear on various screens in preparation for Thrawn. She thinks that Cad Bane also has ties to Boba Fett, but his appearance was so sudden and out of nowhere that it feels like that he might have had another purpose as Thrawn is such a big character that you would really need to get right immediately and not have to make any last minute adjustments. Totally good point. Mm-hmm. That does kind of make sense, I think, that they, because that, like, why did Cad Bane show up for like literally an episode. I mean, I think he was mm-hmm. on screen for like three minutes total or something. It was like, it was an absurdly small amount of time and so much prosthetics and makeup and stuff went in to putting that character on screen for so little screen time. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it could be a test of blue and then, but also he is one of the few people who had a tie to the baby boba. Yeah, that's true. And she makes that point too. Yeah. But I kind of, uh, yeah, I think it worked out really well. Maybe it was just coincidence that they had ties from their earlier days and they needed to figure out blue. what this character, <laughs> blue and red, would look like on the screen. How do we blue? Hmm. How does one blue? I mean, I know it used to be like a major concern because before green screen, there was blue screen. Oh, right. And that's why R2 looks like he's got black markings instead of blue in when they're in space in A New Hope. It's weird. Oh. But- I guess they still use blue screen. It's not always green screen, but still, it, I guess back then it was strictly blue. So yeah, it was interesting. Um, let me see. I know I remember talking about a Knight's Tale. She brings that up in her message. Um, good movie, very very loosely based on Canterbury Tales. See, I didn't know that because I own that movie and I've never watched it. <laughs> I didn't know you owned it. I do own. I have like a digital copy of it. I remember like when they when you would buy a DVD. And you would get, like, the piece of paper in the DVD that's like, own a digital copy of this, too. Yeah. And I would, like, get the code, and I would own the movie. And so I have one of those, and I've just never sat and actually watched it. Huh. I don't remember it, but... Okay. I have seen it. But you have seen it. And Paul Bettany is in it, and that's why it came up in conversation at some point. Okay. Let me see. One other point that she makes about Gina Carano in the book of Boba Fett, which I also think... I think I read this somewhere else, too, so I think she might actually be on to something here. Um, I want to expand more on my Cara Dune, Book of Boba Fett theory, which let's go into that. She thinks that Cara Dune was supposed to have a part in 
the Book of Boba Fett show. Yeah. Or no, was she talking about Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. No, I think Bo- Book of Boba Fett. Um, but it had to be quickly adjusted when Gina Carano was rightfully fired. I believe the show was starting to film right around the same time as she was officially fired, so last-minute changes would have been made to the plot of the season. Like in the last episode, Fennec seems to just disappear for most of it, and I think it was supposed to be scenes with her and Cara Dune, but that is just my wild speculation. That specifically actually makes a lot of sense, and I totally forgot about that detail in the book above that, that Fennec does disappear for from the whole show yeah. for a long time. <laughs> inexplicably so um so she expanded on that and said um the show started filming in late early 2020 early 2021 and that's around the time that gina carano was uh being deplorable on twitter got herself fired uh she said that she's glad she's gone she's not advocating that she should be back um but cara dune may have had a role in the show and favreau had to fill that gap quickly the plot with Din, Grogu, Luke, and Ahsoka was probably planned for the show, especially given the work that's needed to de-age Mark Hamill, but I think their screen time was increased to cover the plot lines that had to be dropped. After seeing Mandalorian Season 3 and the weird pacing of it, it feels like Jon Favreau pulled some plot lines from the intended, from what was intended for Season 3 with armor, but then couldn't get too far ahead in the timeline since Thrawn was set to come back in Ahsoka and he's the next big bad for Mandalorian. She says it's an out there theory, but the timing just makes sense. And I agree. I think it kind of does. That actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So many possibilities. Yeah. So many interesting points. I Do you think that they'll ever recast Cara Dune and bring that character back? Or do you think the character's just done and they're just like going to not talk about it? I think that it's too late to recast i would have been perfectly happy with a recast i thought a recast would be a good idea but it's gone on long enough without her except for that one mention in mando that was like marshall dune is off doing jury duty or whatever it said and um i'd be down with the recast i liked the idea of it but too much time has passed for it to like be worth it i was gonna say i'm like you're right if she just like randomly showed up again as a different actress and was just like oh hey remember me it'd be like we did a whole thing without you there was a whole thing on mandalore nobody cares goodbye fuck off it's (laughs) it's fine (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think we're missing anything except i at the time i did miss fennec a little bit in the book of boba fett because unlike a lot of people i enjoyed the book of boba fett same and I liked Fennec in it. I know we liked that show. And I, I wish there would have been more of her in it. She did kind of inexplicably disappear. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. But what can you do? Anyway, thank you so much, Allison, for the email. That was really fun to like get to go through all of your points and have that back and forth. And sorry again uh, for all the time in between taking time to respond to emails. Yeah, totally. Thanks, Allison. In our defense, we do get a lot of junk, and it's, like, really exhausting going through all of it. (laughs) Yeah, example. Good Pods says we're in their top 100. Sure, Jan. Um, Manscaped (laughs) wants to sponsor us. Great. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. We're good. Yeah. Spotify keeps wanting us to pay for a membership. No. Yeah. All the things. (laughs) Cool. Uh, All the things. Well, should we do a little... Trivs, Alice? Yes, we shall. Let's do some trivs. trivs. I'm going to have to Google some. Trivs. Because... Trivs. 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 I'm like, trips. Alice, get with uh, it. Trivs. Uh, uh, <laughs> trivs. Because... Oh, because you don't have your cards, do you? I do not. Wow. Let's see what happens. 
You gotta like throw some in whatever carrier your microphone goes in. California State University Chico has a Star Wars trivia quiz PDF. That's what I'm gonna use. Unless it's like way too easy. Okay. It's way too easy. Okay. Oh, what about the AARP one? Yes. We've talked on this show about how I'm a member of AARP, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you don't have to be old, you guys. Okay, these are also, like, way too easy. I got a discount rental car from AARP, so. Nice. You're welcome, my company, for booking a discount rental car. I'm a member of AAA. Yeah, I'm not, because I don't have a car. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, here's, these are good ones. Ready? Yeah, go for it. True or false, R2-D2 originally had dialogue with actual speaking parts. Mm. I'm going to go false. True. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> that would have been weird. I know. Uh, This next one is really hard. Do you want it as a bonus? Yeah, let's do that. What type of dog was the inspiration for Chewbacca, according to George Lucas? Oh, fuck. I don't know. <sighs> I want to say golden retriever. That's probably wrong, but let's go with that. An Alaskan Malamute. Okay, that's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> How long was Han Solo frozen for? Approximately. A year. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I know some stuff. Holler. What is the name of Anakin's stepbrother? That would be Owen Lars. Ding, ding, ding. How many questions did we decide? I don't know. Give me the bonus. I think that was... Bonus will be five. Okay. Oof. These are kind of hard. Okay. What species is Greedo? He's a Rodian. Yay! Huzzah! Was there a different hard question, or are you saying that that's a hard question? Oh, there are a bunch of hard questions in here. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the site, because... Well, then you could look it up. If I don't sure. have Trivial Pursuit, I can't use it again. Okay. Well, I won't. I won't go looking Okay. for whatever mystery site you did. I'm going to use my Trivial Pursuit card. So, Alice, I ask you, are you ready? Yes. All right. Question number one. Which beast in the Geonosian execution arena kills one of the other beasts? <sighs> I always mix them all up, so I gave up. This is kind of a hard card, honestly. Ackley? It was the Reek. Okay. Yeah, I mix, I confuse them all. I keep mixing them up, so I just don't bother trying. Fair. Question number two. Who is last seen tumbling head over heels into... This is a shitty question, because that's not true. No, I'm not going to ask that question. The, okay, listen to this question. Who is last seen tumbling head over heels into Thede's power generator core? The answer is supposed to be Darth Maul. It's like, that is not the last time we see him, motherfuckers. This Trivial Pursuit game is really old. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so qu the real question number two. Who hands Princess Leia two Stormtrooper blasters in Cloud City? Lando. That's correct. Yes. Nicely done. Question number three. What type of pleasure craft does Jabba use for his trips outside of his palace? Ooh, pleasure craft. Um, oh, what's the word for it? I'll accept a number of answers on this. A barge. Yeah, I'll take that. Sail barge is what they have on here. 
All right. Um, question number four. Who is the first character to admit having a bad feeling about this in Revenge of the Sith? Mm. C-3PO? Obi-Wan. God, I was going to say Obi-Wan. I was like, oh, C-3PO says at the end. No, and you went with the rule that the answer is always C-3PO when you don't know. And in this case, it actually wasn't. <laughs> Damn it. For the first time, we found the one, the one question. All right, this is your final question, Alice. Question number five. Who claims he'd only summed up Lando Calrissian's piloting skills as fair? Han. That's correct. Yay. Oh, I did pretty good. Yeah, good trivia round today. Go us. Nice. Many successes. All right. Um, bum, 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 bum. Lem watch. I'd say we're pretty much done for the year. Laura, you won. I appreciate that. Um, we didn't get into details last time because of spoilers for Eye of Darkness, but assuming everybody has read it now, we gave one and a half. We had six for the year, and we're adding one and a half for Eye of Darkness because, number one, Avar cuts off the hands of one of the villains right at the end of the book. And number two, Pratri Veter recently lost his hand at the very beginning of the book, but it doesn't actually happen in the book. So we're giving that half a point. Hence, seven and a half for the year. Our guess, my guess, for 2023 was eight. Alice's was 17. <laughs> yeah. This was not a fruitful limb loss year no. for me. It's okay. Yeah. Maybe had the other shit come out on time, then we would have had more limbs loss. Yeah, maybe we'll actually see the limb get lost in 2024, and that'll be like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Congratulations, Laura. You win. Thanks. What did I win, Alice? Crickets. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> you have to commit to it if you're going to do you that, can't, Laura. You can't Try it again. laugh. With, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I know. You can't. I can't like, commit. People are going to think we're so cracked out when we just start laughing really oddly. Yeah. Laugh without smile. I mean, oh, you should bring, oh, can you bring Rose to do it? Is Rose around? <laughs> no, we're like getting ready to go out to dinner. That's part of my toast too, is uh. that we're going to a fucking late ass dinner tonight and she went out earlier. So I'm going to go meet people later. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So let's get to toast too. But first up, what to expect from our next episode? It'll be out in January. When? I don't know. Honestly, if you do, I want to record New Year's Eve weekend. I am around and like pretty much not doing anything. So I'm fine with that. What is there to talk about? We don't know. What will there be to talk about? That is the real question that we all have, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, if y'all send us stuff to talk about, questions, games to play, yada, yada, yada. Tell us what we should do for a new limb watch. Like what else should we watch for and document and take a bet on a, a gentleman's bet wager if you will yeah because there is no prize um and we are gentlemen now apparently so that'll mm -hmm. be that's a good question yeah we would love one a suggestion from somebody but we could maybe come up with something i don't know we'll see yeah. see where the year takes us we've got time yeah cool all right here we are toast two okay so do you ever like go a long period without talking to somebody and then you talk to them and you're just like wow in that 
two or three weeks I didn't talk to you, I feel like I'm a totally different person now because I watched every all five seasons of a whole show <laughs> that are out. Because that's how I feel like when I got online, when I hopped online with, with John and Kevin, I had watched What We Do in the Shadows and Fall of the House of Usher Ooh. in between shows with them. And I was just like, you guys, I feel like I don't even know you and you guys don't even know me. I'm totally different now. I've seen those shows. Fall of the House of Usher was fucking crazy, actually. Um, uh, yeah. Holy shit. Mark Hamill is so good at it, you guys. He's like a little bit cartoony. It's like a little over the top, but it's so good. And his character, the end of it is so great. It's perfect. I loved it. I loved that show. And now I want to go back and like actually watch some of the other shows that that same guy made. But I'm also scared because I'm kind of, I'm a, I'm a pussy. I don't like scary stuff. Yeah, I think out of the other ones, the Bly Manor is my favorite. Okay. Which one do you think is the scariest of all three? Or is there three? Because it's Bly Manor, Hill House. There's He's got multiple. There's one called the Midnight Club. There's one called or Something Club. There's one called Midnight Mass. And it's the same actors or close to the same actors. Okay. Um, I don't know. Haunt Hill House and Bly Manor are both pretty – they all have their elements. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Well, I really, I really liked Fall of the House of Usher. A little bit scary, but not, not so much. Um, and I liked, I really liked all the actors in it. And yeah, like I said, I have watched all of what we do in the shadows because I've been on this Taika Waititi kick. So I also watched the movie Boy for the first time, which he made in like 2010 or something. It's like one of his hmm. real early things. Um, it was a good movie. It was like kind of a quiet, short, under the radar one of his films, but I, I legitimately enjoyed it and he's in it too. And he's great in it. And yeah, he's, he tends to like play a role in his own movies, but this is like a one where he played a bigger role in the movie itself. So I really enjoyed it, but because I had watched the movie, what we do in the shadows, not too long ago, I decided to start watching the show, which he does not Mm -hmm. have like a day to day involvement in. He's still credited as an EP on it, but like, yeah, it's just cause like he wrote the original. So He's in it a little bit at the beginning, and he directs, like, an episode or three or something. But I I didn't really like the first season that much of What We Do in the Shadows. I think it, it was one of those shows that needed to kind of find its footing. But I, I did manage to still fall in love with the characters. So, like, season one story may not be so solid, but the characters, you will fall in love with them and it'll make you want to keep going. And then by the end of it, I went back and started rewatching season one again after I finished season five, because I think there will be a season six, but there's only five out now. And I just started watching it again because I was like, I now I just miss them. Now I know now I don't have these characters to look forward to every evening while I watch like an episode before I go to bed and I need them back. So I started again. And it's always interesting to do that. When you watch an entire show, you get to the end and see how things have kind of changed. Like the yeah. one there's more than one woman in the show, but the main woman in the show, they were doing her makeup like totally different in season one. And like no dude would ever notice this, but, like, they gave her... They they were doing a lot of, like, highlighter on her face in season one, and she was, like, so pretty and, like, hmm. so well lit. And I feel like by the end of, like, season five, somewhere they stopped, like, putting highlighter on her face. And I was like, oh, go back to that. Because the kind of sparkly vampire thing kind of works with, like, <laughs> Twilight that and that vibe yeah. and whatnot. And it was just... It was a good look. So, I don't know. But I love huh. the show. I really enjoyed it. I look forward to a new season um, and maybe seeing them show up at some kind of Comic-Con event that I go to, because apparently they do that a lot. Nice. Yeah. So that's what I'm toasting to. Just shows this week. What are, what are you toasting to? 
Oh, yeah. The Crown came out yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I started watching the first episode of part two. I didn't finish, but yeah, it's interesting. All about William mania. I know once I sit down to watch it, I'm not going to stop. So that's what happened with the Diana stuff. Yeah. This one, I I was not, I wasn't like, I need to sit and watch all six of these or whatever. I was just like, it's fine. I watched the first half of the first one. That was it. Yeah. I've been neglecting a lot of my TV shows to binge watch Degrassi, The Next Generation. I'm almost done with it. I was talking to somebody else recently that was watching Degrassi. Why is this such a it thing? Is so, it's so dramatic, yet also kind of wholesome. Oh, you guys are weird. <laughs> so it's really odd. Is this the one that Drake is in? Yeah, he's in. So there's 14 seasons of The Next Generation. I think he's in the first seven. Oh. Or six. 14 seasons? My God. Yeah, so it starts with some kids in eighth grade, and then they graduate, and... I think it's like high school graduating classes of like 2007 to 2015 or something. So the cast turns over as they age. Okay. Um, But there's all sorts of drama in it. Like I can't even remember the most recent drama, to be honest, because there's so much going on. There's just a lot that happens. And it's a lot of episodes, too. It's like 400 episodes. Damn. They're all 20 minutes. But I started watching it a year ago. And then I like binge watched a bunch of it and then I picked it up a month or two ago and then I've just been on a tear. Yeah, I feel that. I've been on those. Not with that specific show, but I get it. Yeah, so I've neglected all of my other TV shows to watch that. Uh, So I've got a lot of TV to catch up on, which will be great because I'm taking a week off coming up. What are you looking most forward to catching up on TV show wise? So I haven't watched any of the Doctor Who yet because my dad doesn't have any kind of streaming setup and I want to watch it on TV, not iPad. Okay, that's fair. Um, Fargo. Fargo came oh, out. Oh, yeah. And it, I watched the first two episodes. They're really, really good. So I'm going to wait to finish that as well. And The Gilded Age I'm behind on because I also want to watch that on a TV. I know that with the Fargo show that Juno Temple is like one of the main actors in yeah. it from Ted Lasso and that's like so exciting. So I'm John Ham's in it too. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see that just for like the two of them, honestly. So and I like Fargo's one of those things where you don't have to watch the past seasons because it's totally separate, yeah. Correct. It's an anthology. So and it it does have completely different actors, but there's the one season where uh Ewan McGregor and Mary Elizabeth Winstead met. Mm-hmm. And then there's one where Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons met and they got married too. But yeah, each season it is just set in or around Fargo. So it's pretty good. But yeah, ever since I came back, I've been getting like an hour and a half more sleep on average. It's amazing. I don't know how that's happening. And also I just like holidays. So those are all my toast twos. TV, holidays, and sleep. I love it. No, that's nice. That's really good. I'm like really stressed at work right now and so I'm getting probably 1.5 hours less of sleep like I wake up at three in the morning just thinking about work and I'm like this Uh. sucks and I've had like work dreams which are the absolute worst like I don't spend Mm -hmm. enough of my waking hours at work now I have to spend my sleeping hours there too like what the fuck I hate it I know the feeling yeah I was gonna ask you one thing about tv oh have you by chance watched the movie on netflix um something about the end of the world edge of the world Oh, that Julia Roberts thing? Yes, the Julia Roberts movie. I have not watched it, no. Um, It's, like, scary, actually. Is it? Yeah, I, like, would I leave the world behind. That's what it's called. It's on Netflix. It just came out, and it's got Mahershala Ali and Julia Roberts and Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke, and 
somebody explained the premise on TikTok and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll watch it. And they were like, the Obamas produced it. Like their film company, they're both EPs on it. And I sat and watched <laughs> it. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, I wish desperately I hadn't watched this. Now I'm like scared. Uh-huh. I'm like, what do they, what do the Obamas know that they were like, let's make this movie. Let's do this. Let's tell this story. Oh, I thought it was funny. Like I thought it was. It a is not. Or it something. is absolutely not. It's like whoopsie. I I don't know if I'd recommend it. Like it was a really well made movie and a really interesting story, but it like scared the shit out of me. Like it made me want to like go underground and build a bunker and like start hoarding water and shit. And I'm like, I don't I don't like Yikes. thinking like that. That scares me. I don't, I don't know if I'd watch it. I told Rose not to watch that. I was like, it'll scare you. Don't watch it. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Because I thought it was – I feel like I Googled part of it and I saw something that said the hilarious ending or, like, the absurd ending, so I assumed it was a comedy. It does have an absurd ending, but it's a scary movie. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Yeah. Well, on that note, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you've enjoyed. Uh, happy holiday season, happy new year, etc. If you like what you hear, leave us a happy review. Yeah, and if you're like hanging out at home on your couch with your family and you're like so annoyed with them and bored and you're at Christmas dinner and they're talking about how everything's woke now and you're just like, oh my God, I'm just going to go like smoke a joint outside. Totally feel that. You Feel free to shoot us an email or like tweet us on like it's do something and interact with us on Twitter or Instagram. You can email us at forcedtoastpod at gmail.com. Or ask them to laugh without smiling. Yes, do that. That's one way to smooth over any situation. Yeah, out of nowhere. Alice, you try it again. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Alice and I are not even in the same room, you guys, and it's hilarious. It's so good. (laughs) So funny. Uh, If you want to subscribe to our show, you can do so on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, and Amazon Music now, apparently. Check that out. Ho, ho, ho. Ho. Oh, God. That's so funny. All right. Looks like you were milking a cow there for a second. I guess that's how you make a cow. I don't know. That is, that's it. I've never milked a cow, so. It's a little Beavis and Butt Heady. <laughs> you actually have to do that with, like, not smiling in order to, like, make that noise. You have to like <laughs> so nice. Oh, cute. Oh, what's this one? What's this guy? I don't want that one. What's this one? What does this one do? Oh, is that mistletoe? Yeah. Are we supposed to kiss over Skype now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kiss. Much different than mine. <laughs>